Allen. I'm an adult child, and I'm uh, really kind of amazed to be speaking at Tuesday Zoombox. Um, it just like happened within the last hour or so. But um, Tuesday Zoombox was the very first ACA meeting that I uh, that I ever attended during COVID, um, and uh, I mean, really, it's like changed my life. So. Um, I've been sober for a long time in another program, um, like, real, like more than two decades. Um, and my experience was that like, that was great. It was really great, but the same stuff kept like coming up in my life and I would use tools from the other program, you know, to try to solve this stuff and like, it never got solved. And, um, you know, I was just kind of at my wit's end there was in COVID. I was like stuck in my home and, and, you know, I had all this extra time and, you know, working harder, like with the tools I had wasn't helping. And I was just constantly overextended volunteering for things. And I was like, what, what, what? Um, and somebody mentioned ACA to me and I came to Tuesday Zoombox and like when people read the laundry list, I was like, oh my God, like how did these people know like exactly what is going on? Like I really had just never seen anything like it that was so accurate. Um, and, uh, you know, I know this is a tools meeting, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like after that moment, of, it was sort of like dreadful recognition. I was like, oh my God, like that's it. There's an old Charlie Brown uh, uh, comic strip where there's like at one point he just points his finger and he's like, that's it. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, and then what do I do about it? Um, so since the tools meeting, I was going to read the um, part of like the tools that were most helpful to me um, were affirmations, working the steps with fellow travelers and um, like reparenting myself and like finding a, a loving parent. So I was going to read the part from chapter eight on page 326. Um, uh, with the steps and by reparenting ourselves, we can further remove the buttons that have been pushed by others to manipulate us or get a reaction out of us. Through a loving parent inside, we gain greater independence from codependence. We find the skills and support we need to become independent adults. Healthy adults understand they are responsible for themselves and their actions, but they can also rely on others for help and feedback. Healthy adults develop friendships and relationships with people they can trust. These people form the basis of our support system these relationships may include members of a family of origin or they may not. Um, and then the tools that really helped me were like uh, on the, the facing page on 327, um, the chapter eight exercises, the loving parent questions. Um, you know, what is a loving parent? What is an inner child? If you can envision a critical parent inside, is it possible to envision a loving parent who's there as well, waiting to step forward? Are you willing to explore this possibility? Uh, and it, you know, it goes on from there. Um, but the part that really struck me about these tools is that the thing, like I said, affirmations were really helpful to me, but, um, the thing that was really helpful was like working through the steps with, um, fellow travelers and, you know, the, the part that's like, they can also rely on others for help and feedback. Like that was not something that I could do. I, um, you know, I had, a uh, like perfectly materially like fine childhood like I grew up in a suburb of New York with like you know an intact family 
parents and married, two younger brothers, employed, you know, continued, they were continuously employed, like all that stuff. But um, my mom was an alcoholic and she came from a long line of alcoholics. And we had letters from like my great grandpa in the 19th century about like the demon rum has driven me, you know. But, so there was like a long thing about alcoholism. But, you know, my, it was very lonely. I was really ostracized. I went to a small Catholic school and I had glasses and just, it was like, I was really ostracized by my peers and my mom really just couldn't emotionally be there for us. And, um, you know, my story was that like, I never talked about that. I never identified with that part of myself. I, you know, got to college and constructed a whole new identity and became a drinker and became, was it, you know, took care of myself. Um, and you know built my career and whatever and and even when i was in the other program like i would always say one of my great character defects was self-sufficiency but i couldn't connect that like self-sufficiency and those defects with um like why did i why was i like this i was like oh it's because i'm an alcoholic but it wasn't until i really started working the steps and really like writing things out in the step books with my fellow travelers that I was like, you were self-sufficient because you couldn't rely, you know, there weren't really people that I could rely on in my school or in my family. Like it was just this very kind of nice looking, but very cold world where all the adults were kind of cold and distant and preoccupied with their stuff. And um, we were children were sort of left to be, you know, emotionally on our own. Um, but like I said, I never wanted to identify with that or never talked about it or, never even spent time, you know, in my head with those parts of myself that were that were back there um, until I started writing stuff down, like working in the, the step workbook with two other people in this program with fellow travelers, like made me actually like write out on paper, like kind of what was that all about? Like, what did that feel like? And I didn't really want to do it. Um, but it was sort of like having accountability partners, like having the other people there. Um, and we were all writing the stuff out together. Like I, you know, I felt like I had to do it. And, um, I really started to see these, um, you know, these patterns of being uh, a child, like why was I so selfish sufficient because like this stuff was happening and like, that's how I survived. Um, and I really learned that I could rely on other people in this program, which was astonishing to me. You know, I, I rely on the people like who are in my office and who work for me, but not really. You know, I've been married for a long time and uh, I rely on my husband, but not really. Like in my heart, I'm always ready. Like if there's an emergency, I know I can take care of myself. Like I always had this thing going on there and it actually kind of started to turn on me after a while and I um you know I, I had to learn to rely on other people in in this program like I said and I had to actually look at this critical parent that was always um you know I thought the critical parent was like my get up and go was like my motivation like I would just you know lay around doing nothing if not for this voice in my head that was like you gotta try harder you gotta do more you got to volunteer more. You got to do service. You got to do more service. If you feel bad, you better, you know, you better be of service over here. You better be of service over there. Um, and uh, it wasn't until like a couple months ago I heard somebody um, give this quote from Brene Brown about like how we have to be performing our worthiness all the time. And I was like, yeah, as an adult child, I felt I had to perform 
my worthiness all the time because there was just, um, you know, I had no like inner confidence. The critical parent was always like, are you sure you're worthy? Shouldn't you do a little more? Shouldn't you try a little harder? Shouldn't you try this? Shouldn't you do that? Shouldn't you do some yoga? You know, shouldn't you uh, do a little more meditation? Shouldn't you do a little more service? You know, it was this constant, like, are you sure you're worthy? No, nah, you're not really. You better do more. And I was exhausting myself. And I didn't kind of know who I was at a certain point. I'm like, why am I in these roles in the outside world that don't fit me or don't feel comfortable to me? And um, to return to the tool that really helped me was like writing stuff out in the step book. I actually started to admit what was going on. And I had to admit that, you know, my story wasn't like the success story. Like, you know, I had a cold and distant mom, but, you know, I turned it around and, you know, I got sober and I built this great life. And, um, you know, now I'm a success story, but I had never really felt grief over, you know, loss in my childhood or I'd never really felt my way through that. I was like, oh, that's all done. That didn't really have an effect on me. Look how successful I am now. But it did have an effect on me. Like, that's what this program is all about. It's like looking at, I, I just, you know, like looking at my child and being like, no, actually having an alcoholic mom with this huge alcoholic family pattern, like it did have an effect on me. Like, I have to admit it. And that was hard. You know, I was in, I'd been in denial for a long time. Um, and I'm like, no, actually, that did affect me. And there's a lot of stuff to, to heal there. And um, so like doing the affirmations actually was, was really helpful to me because when I started paying attention to what the critical parent was saying and like looking at things like that, and what was it saying to my inner children? I was like, it says terrible things all the time. And I just basically like had to replace it like on a very basic like building block level of like affirmations. Um, I really like the affirmations. Uh, in that same section in page three, that is like 26, 27, like page 328 about inner children. Like, I will, I love my inner child unconditionally. I will protect my inner child to the best of my ability. Um, you know, it's okay to know who I am. It's okay to trust myself. It is okay to say I'm an adult child. Like these affirmations, whenever the like bad tapes would start playing, I would just like kind of, even by rote automatically, like switch them out with, with new affirmations, you know, and they were really helpful to me. Um, and, uh, you know, it is okay to not take care of others when I think. Like, just some of these affirmations were, like, so turning the world upside down in my head. I was like, wow. And I would just try to turn off the old tapes and turn on the new ones. Um, and, uh, I've continued working. Like, I worked with the Step Workbook with my group, and now we're working on the Loving Parent book, which is just really amazing because I could identify all the critical parents and the critical voices and see some of the inner children but like constructing a loving parent has been really difficult for me I'm still working on that um and uh yeah I continue working on it but I know that I can like rely on other people and and text my friends in this program and um what an amazing thought you know that I can that I can do this, that I can talk about other people with this stuff. It's just like such a sense of finally relaxing around it and finally admitting I need some help in getting it, you know? So I, um, yeah, I mean, those were the things that just really helped me. So those were the tools I used. And um, I'm just really happy to be here today. Like I could go on about, um, 
you know, just like all the stuff that's happened in my life in the past two years since I started working this program that has been um, really kind of good and really amazing. Um, not externally, but like internally. You know, the, the externals look the same, but all the interior furniture has been moved around. <laughs> the way I would put it. So, um, thank you. <laughs>